If you thought the only way to get a more defined jawline with natural-looking results was through surgery, think again. Juvederm Volux XC is a non-surgical injectable gel filler that improves moderate to severe loss of jawline definition and can help you achieve natural-looking results with little downtime. Even better, this improved definition lasts up to one year with optimal treatment. No maintenance required. Improve jawline definition for a smooth, sculpted look with Juvederm Volux XC. For important safety information and to find a licensed specialist, visit Juvederm.com. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. Not for people with severe allergic reactions, allergies to lidocaine, or the proteins used in Juvederm. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. There's a risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. Talk to a licensed specialist to find out if it's right for you. A lot can happen in the next three years. Like a chatbot may be your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare tri-term medical plans are available for these changing times. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer budget-friendly, flexible coverage for people who are in between jobs or missed open enrollment. The plans last nearly three years in some states, with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. So for whatever tomorrow brings, United Healthcare tri-term medical plans may be for you. Learn more at UH1.com. Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. Ready to get 30, 30, ready to get 30, ready to get 20, 20, 20, ready to get 20, 20, ready to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month. So give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. An Erio's original. I was born with a special gift. The ability to mentally transform any situation into the worst case scenario in my own brain. My therapist calls my gift catastrophizing. And that's why I'm uniquely qualified to scrutinize and analyze history's greatest disasters and find out who's to blame. They say history repeats itself. Not on my watch. My name is Rebecca Delgado-Smith. And I am The Alarmist. Hey everyone, thanks for tuning in to The Alarmist, a comedy podcast where we talk about history's greatest tragedies and figure out who's to blame. Today we'll be discussing Heaven's Gate. Here's what you need to know. On March 26, 1997, the bodies of 39 members of an obscure cult were found by San Diego police in an apparent mass suicide. The deceased, 21 women and 18 men of varying ages, were lying seemingly peacefully in matching black sweatpants, black button-down shirts with homemade patches that read, Heaven's Gate Away Team, and black and white Nike sneakers. Draped on top of their bodies was a purple cloth. It was later revealed that the victims were members of an obscure cult which had existed since the 1970s called Heaven's Gate. 
The members believed that suicide would allow their bodies, or containers, to board a UFO hidden behind the Hale-Bopp comet as it made its 4,000-year orbit around the sun and passed near Earth, one of the major astronomical events of the 20th century. But how could a group of educated adults believe something so unbelievable to us? And how did it lead to one of the most confounding mass suicides of modern history? In 1972, Heavensgate was founded by Marshall Herth Applewhite and Bonnie Lou Nettles. The two met at a hospital in Houston where Nettles worked as a nurse, and they believed their fates were joined. Though they were never romantically involved, the pair, or the two as they were commonly referred to, traveled the country together searching for their calling. By 1975, the two had made their way to Oregon and had recruited a group of 20 people who had willingly abandoned their families and possessions to follow them. The group had been promised by its two leaders that the time would come when they'd be taken to the kingdom of God via an extraterrestrial spacecraft. The idea, as explained by Applewhite and Nettles, was that their bodies were merely containers that could be abandoned for the purpose of a higher existence. As a group, Heaven's Gate aimed to eradicate gender and advocated sexual abstinence. Several male cult members followed Applewhite's example by undergoing castration operations. The members also wore androgynous clothing and cropped haircuts in hopes of erasing any of their gender's characteristics. But in the early 80s, after the spacecraft that had been promised never arrived, some of its members abandoned the cause. A few years later, in 1985, Bonnie Nettles died from cancer, leaving Applewhite as the cult's sole leader. In the early 1990s, the group resurfaced due to Applewhite's use of the internet to recruit new members. When the Hale-Bopp Comet was discovered in 1995, Heaven's Gate members were convinced that there was an alien spacecraft hidden behind the comet, which was sent to take them away. In October of 1996, Applewhite rented a mansion in Rancho Santa Fe in San Diego, California, under the guise that they were a group of Christian-based angels, and they all moved in. They began their mass suicide in late March of 1997, just as the Hale-Bopp Comet was expected to be closest to Earth. We're going to talk to you about the most urgent thing that is on our mind, and what we suspect is the most urgent thing on the minds of those who will connect with us. We'll title this tape, uh, Planet Earth About to be Recycled. Your only chance to evacuate is to leave with us. The suicides took place over a course of three days. A coroner's report showed that they did not kill themselves simultaneously. Instead, they did it in shifts. First, a group of 15 members ate applesauce laced with barbiturates and washed it down with vodka. Then they tied bags over their heads, and after they were dead, the living members removed the bags and draped a purple fabric over their bodies. 
They each had exactly $5.75 in their pockets and a few belongings by their side. Next, another 15 members ate the deadly applesauce mixture, apple white among them. Then, a group of seven followed suit. In the end, the last two to die had no one left to help them. They were found with bags on their head and no purple cloth on top of them. When the police found their bodies on March 26, 1997, what followed was a media frenzy. The then obscure cult became a household name, and the images of white and black Nikes poking out from a purple cloth would forever be ingrained in the minds of those who lived through the 90s. Fun Facts, a.k.a. Death Stats 39 members of the cult died. The members killed themselves using a combination of phenobarbital, alcohol, and hydrocodone, probably consumed with applesauce or pudding. The members then put plastic bags over their head and suffocated to death, after which they were covered in shrouds. Applewhite was a late death, but not the last to die. Eight followers were castrated voluntarily just a day or so before enacting their meticulously planned suicides, the cult went out for a last supper together at the Marie Callender's restaurant in Carlsbad. It is said that they all ordered chicken pot pies. With us today, we have producer Amanda Lund. Hi, Rebecca. Hi, Alarmy. Fact checker Chris Smith. What, what? And our very special guest today is comedian... Good friend of mine and podcaster as well, Kelly Hudson. Hey, guys. Hi, Alarmy. <laughs> Kelly, why don't you tell the Alarmy about your podcast, The Squirt? Well, The Squirt, uh, let me just first say that the title was like a joke pitch at first. Um, we just went with that title because why not? And it's actually been poignant because our, our goal at the beginning was to just talk about unconventional things that turn us on. And it's kind of just like grown into all things erotic and sex positive. And uh, we'll, also... And we'll see if historical tragedies get you going. I mean, yeah, we'll I see. Said, yeah, maybe this will end up on a squared episode. You it's never very know. Exciting. <laughs> very exciting. So, I mean, have any of us been part of a cult? I took level one UCB improv. Oh, We, we do boom. kind close. of talk about how that's a little bit close to a cult. I yeah. Think. Yeah. Uh, so let's dive right in and start by putting up on the board... Marshall Herf Applewhite. Who's the now, main guy. He's the guy he's that He's the led. main guy. Mm-hmm. He's the leader of the group. Uh, he's the leader. Of, I should say he's the leader of the... He's one of the two leaders of the group, but he is the leader of the group who lives the longest. Um, according to Rolling Stone, the cult's philosophy took its roots from Applewhite's Presbyterian upbringing. His father was a minister and essentially grafted belief in, in extraterrestrials onto Christian theology. Applewhite told his acolytes that he was the second coming of Jesus Christ, that God was an alien, and that they were living in the end of times. They read the Bible, especially Revelation chapter 11 in the New Testament, which we'll talk about later, a section about two witnesses that would uh, prophesy. At the end of their prophecy, they would have a battle, they would have to battle the demons, which Applewhite and Nettles called the Luciferians. Um, so Apple White was also known as Doe. They had a, a lot of nicknames. Mm, very Nexium. I as, hate it. Uh, I know. <laughs> I hate it. So Doe 
is uh, she was, Bonnie was T and Marshall was Doe. What was the point of the nicknames? Um, like Doe a I'm deer, not, or like it was, it's the, the yes, note? This was like Doe Remy Fasola T Doe. Gotcha. So it was because he used to actually be a uh, music teacher. <laughs> And she, Bonnie, was a huge fan of The Sound of Music. So that's where those... <laughs> gotcha. It seems like Alpha... Okay, I know why. So Alpha and Omega is often used as like a way to describe God. It's like, there's like the Latin symbols, and it means God. Do, you start with Do, you end with Do on the scale, beginning and end, boom. Wow. And so wow. then she picked the T. Alpha and Omega. Yeah. Oh, the beginning and the end. <laughs> it is. Wow, it Kelly. is. Holy shit. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Profound. So, I mean, he also, uh, something I learned about him was that he was previously married. He did have a, a wife and children that he uh, left, but this was before he even started um, the cult. This was much uh earlier in his life i was wondering Um, i had just like i was just wondering like is like what was his job at the hospital they mentioned that the other woman was a nurse like what was he doing yes great question so we should also go ahead and put bonnie nettles up on the board another great name okay adding her up yes both such good names and they are kind of alien the names (laughs) yes if there's ever an alien on this earth her name is bonnie Yes. (laughs) (laughs) Yes. <laughs> <laughs> Nettles. Oh my God. Bonnie Nettles. It sounds like Chris made it up. Yes. Like, <laughs> it does feel like a Chris makeup. <laughs> it does. It feels it's super fake, but it's real, right? That's it's definitely a real. real. Okay. Yeah. She, but she went with T because Bonnie Nettles wasn't weird enough. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> she wanted another one. Uh, they had a bunch of nicknames, uh, especially all of the members ended up having nicknames. But let's talk about what uh, Kelly was referring to, which is that Bonnie started off as a, a nurse and she met Apple White, Doe, Herf. He's also known as Herf um, at a hospital. So there are various accounts as to why he was at the hospital. Some, you know, in this documentary that came out in HBO recently, um, they explained that he was apparently rehearsing for a role in the opera Susanna, and he had a psychotic breakdown and was taken to the hospital. And this is how he meets Nettles, who's a nurse at the hospital. This is in Houston. And but this is contested, though, because Apple White would later say on camera that the two met while he was visiting, quote, a sick friend at a hospital. And then family members of Apple White would say that he was at the hospital for a heart blockage or some kind of procedure. So we don't know exactly why he was at the hospital. But what we do know is that they met there. And that Bonnie was at this time like very into reading astrological charts. Yeah. That's how it starts. Yeah. <laughs> yep. It's a yeah. gateway drug. It is a gateway drug, I'm sure. He- Heaven's gateway drug. Heaven's gateway drug. <laughs> <laughs> no. Amanda. By the way, I want to backtrack a sec too, because are we talking about theater nerds? <laughs> yes. We're talking. So the UCB being a cult, I mean, well, there's a lot of parallels yes i have also been part of the musical theater cult nerd cult i would i must admit 
Um, well, when you're up on that stage, it is an out of body experience when you're out in front of that crowd <laughs> and you're getting laughs and you're saying your lines. Yeah, I do leave my container and you I wonder <laughs> what else is out there. You know yeah. what I mean? So these two uh, musical theater nerds, um, Bonnie reads the astrological chart for uh, Apple White, and in it she says that their fates are intertwined. And the two then begin this journey to find what their fate is. So they know that they're somehow connected together, but they don't know what it is that they're meant to do. They were. So, they may have just been like meant to make a pie together at some point. <laughs> Yeah, I don't know if I have I apples on the brain because of his name, but like it just seems like they're just supposed to like. Yeah, it doesn't mean that they need to start a cult and die together. Like, guys, wait, okay, do we know if he had the whole "we need to die together" thing set up before no. the late eighties? He had that kind oh. of with that after she died. He kind of came up with this wild stuff. He, yes, so so they they're they're you know. Their life together. This is in the 70s. I believe it's 72 when they meet. And they start traveling together. She has a family as well with kids. She leaves her, her, her abandons her family. And the, the two of them start traveling the country to kind of find whatever it is that they're looking for. And apparently they were camping one day when they were reading the Bible, and that's when they read the Revelations chapter 11, which says, and I will appoint my two witnesses, and they will prophesy for 1,260 days, clothed in sackcloth. They are the two olive trees and the two lampstands, and they stand before the Lord of the earth. And they're like, that's us! (laughs) That's us! (laughs) Well, okay, so let me give you... I found an explanation (laughs) online for... Hey, we're two people! (laughs) They're like Beavis and Butthead, like, I think he's talking about us. Yeah, Real quick, should we put the Bible up on the board? Let's put the Bible, and I also think we should put astrological charts up on the board. Oh, okay. Yes. It's like that Uncle Sam poster where he's pointing out, and he's like, we want you. And the guy's like, me? Me? Oh, no. Oh, God, people. So here's an explanation of uh, Revelation uh, 11. The two witnesses in Revelation will have miraculous powers to accompany their message. According to Revelation 11, 6, the, the, and no one will be able to stop them in their work. At the end of their ministry, when they have said all they need to say, the beast will kill them and, wicked, and the wicked world will rejoice along allowing the bodies of the fallen prophets to lie in the streets. Three and a half days later, however, God's two witnesses will be resurrected and, in full view of their enemies, ascend to heaven. Okay. That's so, a huge leap to, <laughs> to Mbop or Halbop. What is Hale-bop. Hale-bop. It's a, yes, but we're, you know, we're, we're trying to figure out how did we get to this, right? Yes. So this, so is, this is the root. This, this is stepping the stepping stone. Okay. This, yeah. this is planting. So... Apparently, this chapter of the two witnesses is very well known and widely used in apocalyptic circles and cults. 
So the, the fact that it's undefined enough, it, it makes it easy for someone searching for a greater purpose to think it's them and to then use it to their advantage. Right. Right. Yeah. Revelation, I feel like, is the redheaded stepchild of the Bible. I mean, I know there are a lot of redheaded stepchilds that they're like, oh, no, we don't stone people for adultery anymore. Um, you know, they're just denouncing all kinds of things from the Bible, even though, you know, some people are just like, yeah, the whole thing's legitimate. But Revelation is definitely the most messed up, uh, uh, like, what part of the Bible? Like, where did this come from? Like, what about all that Christ stuff? Like, shouldn't we just love thy neighbor and just calm down? Like, Yeah, it does sh- feel like we an Should we single addendum. it out? Maybe yeah, we single book of out Revel- book the of book of Revelations. Of, yes, book of Revelations for sure. <laughs> we could say chapter 11 specifically if we want to okay, be yeah, super specific. Okay, let's yeah, let's be specific. But that, what's interesting, though, is, well, Bonnie and Herf are, are like you said, are the Beavis and Butthead um, of the situation where they are like, okay, so we're the prophets. Uh, but then they take it one step further. They add a twist. They say they're the prophets, but they're also from outer space. And they're here to take their followers back with them. <sighs> you know, I don't want to f- jump too far into the future here. I know we're starting at the seeds, but like, <laughs> I I just feel like, you know, our our question is like, how did these people jump from, how did these like smart seeming people decide to all kill themselves and like follow these people? It's a very good question, and Kelly. And we are going to talk about we that. are going to talk about it. But I feel like you know, watching their video, I watched, I went down a wormhole and watched all of their like testimonial videos a long time ago and was so creeped out. But just because I see myself in these people, like I'm, I'm a little bit of a black sheep in that, like, I don't live at home. I feel like I'm weird. Like my whole life, I've just, what do you mean you don't live at home? (laughs) Sorry. I, I, I I left. (laughs) What I mean is I moved away from my hometown. You know, my brother stayed. I, I don't live at home. I, uh, yes, I moved far away and just kind of like, don't, I, you know, I, I love my family and see them, but, and this isn't something that hopefully would have ever happened to me, but I definitely like left home looking for something because I felt Mm. like a weirdo. This, this alien thing, you know, I relate to it. And and I think David Bowie would too. (laughs) Like he also says that he's an alien. Right. Well, I think that a lot of the music of the seventies and maybe parts, some of the eighties, like did incorporate the universe and like there was a, a, an obsession with extraterrestrial right. life. I think the moon landing uh, is what's time. Let's put the moon landing up on the board. Mm, sure. <laughs> Cause that, I, so the, that must've set yeah, off this happened, obsession with space and aliens. Totally. And, yeah. So since we're talking about it right now, I think we should go ahead and kind of put this obsession with alien life Ooh, up on the yeah. board as well as perhaps Star Trek. Yeah. Ooh. Yeah. Okay. So uh, according to IndieWire, a half-baked hokey blend of pseudo-Christianity, New Age mysticism, and Star Trek lore, Heaven's Gate was built on the belief that humans were in fact extraterrestrial livings in shell- living in shells, known among the sect members as vehicles, in the fractions early in, in the 70s moment of the post-war counterculture rattled America, some people were evidently easy targets as the supposed uh, messengers to help people shed their human bodies, they traveled to the country 
to share their wacky dogma, hinging on the idea that these alien hosts were soon meant to ascend to a higher place of being, a plane of beings. So why not join them? Now, Heaven's Gate Away Team. This is what the patches read on the shirts of those who uh, died in the mass suicide. Um, and they were homemade, and it's apparently a Star Trek reference, away team. So according to fandom.com, an away team was a team of specialized starships or starbase crew members assembled to perform missions on planet surfaces and other starships. These missions, deemed away missions, might include exploration, first contact, diplomacy, scientific research, or even combat. These missions are typically launched using a ship's transporter to send the crew to their destination or be shuttlecraft or by shuttlecraft when use of the transporter was impossible or undesirable. Wow. I really wish we had a star a big Star Trek fan <clears throat> among us right now. Because I know it's an obsession. I know Anyone, Amanda, are you one? No? Uh, n- not yet. Okay, not yet. <laughs> still time. There's still time. <laughs> My husband and I tried to watch uh, Star Trek Next Generation um, a few years ago. We started it, and we were like, this is good. This is really good. But it was like, uh, we, you know, it didn't grab us in the way where we were like, okay, this is how I think about life now, you know? Right. I think we're not the demographic. That's the issue with uh, Star Trek. It's like... It's not in our uh, culture right now to be thinking about aliens as much. Right. But it is in our culture to be, like, all up into astrology. Like, it is terrifying. I remember, okay, we were shopping for a Christmas gift for my mom, um, and my niece was. And she's like, what about this um, Scorpio necklace? And I was like, no, my mom's not really into that kind of thing. Um, <laughs> she's not going to love it. And my niece is like 10. And she was like, oh, I don't, why? Like, that's so, you know, it's just normal to her to just have a Scorpio necklace, you know? And yeah. and I looked on anthropology.com and their jewelry just to, like, look for a different necklace. And it was like, all of it was astrology. I was like, ah, we can't find anything, like, normal. <laughs> <laughs> to give well, a 73-year-old woman. It's a fad. Yeah. It's a fad right now. And look, I'm a part of this fad. I, I love my Walter Mercado. But it, it is... I do have more of a, like, playful uh, relationship right. with astrology. Are you do, Are you one um, of those that would post a meme being like, Aquarius's be like, da-da-da-da-da, or something? No. No? Okay, good. Well, good, good. If, that ha- if Rebecca did that, we'd have to be like, I think she's been hacked. Yes, yeah. yes. <laughs> yes, that is very not you. It would scare the shit out of me if you did that, Rebecca. <laughs> No, but I look, I don't I don't poo poo on astrology, but I'm like, we're, here's the thing. And and I, I, I hate to out my dad in this way, but my dad used to write horoscopes for the local Spanish radio in Miami. Oh. So 
I know that it's fake. Because <laughs> uh, he'd just be at home, be like, Becca, can you help me? Like, I don't know well, what to say. Yeah, did he? Well, it, th- what would happen is, is so he, there was some website. He would there was a woman who did horoscopes, and and he she, when she was out of town, he would fill in for her for this website, and then the radio station would pick up these horoscopes and read them on the air, and we'd be driving and be like, oh, I wrote that. And I'd be like, oh God. Uh, <laughs> so it's fake guys it's fake but we can still have fun with it but we're we're digressing because i do want to put up on the board the the 70s uh hippie culture Uh uh-oh it's dirty hippies and their hula hoops is that (laughs) that's what we that's what we've called it in past episodes yes Yes. dirty hippies (laughs) and their hula hoops which were fresh off the 60s definitely it's definitely it was cult central around then right yeah, and, and it was a difficult time. You know, there, there was this end of days mentality that was happening in the 70s. Mm-hmm. People were losing um, their religions. Their minds were expanding. Exactly. There's LSD all of a sudden. Um, you know, the we've Vietnam got War the Vietnam well. War was massive. Of course, the Manson, Manson happened in 69. And uh, so there's this like thoughts of doomsday and the apocalypse were just part of the culture. And this is why a, a big reason why cult, so many cults thrived during this time. Right. It was a free for all um, of like wanderers. Yeah. And, and there was it was a time of also like a lot of societal stress, economic struggle. Uh, the women and gay rights movements were underway. As we know, Stonewall was 69. Um, there was also a lot of political unrest. Watergate was in 72. I mean, it, it felt like the world was ending. Yeah. In a the, lot ne- of ways. the nuclear home, the nuclear family was kind of falling apart or it was sort of being discovered to be like, is this a myth? Which it is, of course. But like, is this is this really what I want people? were becoming unafraid to leave home yeah that's right and i I think that really permeates uh and and allows for this kind of uh cult stuff to to thrive now there's so much more that we need to cover we have to talk about the internet yes that seems like it was a big i mean the internet's got to go on the board for sure um it feels like uh, such an enabler, as we've seen in, oh my god, just like what's going on now, it's terrifying. Yeah, <laughs> yeah totally. The internet is so scary. Just to like, yeah, we're, Trump's Twitter has just been taken away, that's in the news, and it's like, okay, but then there's all these other scary platforms that only scary people are on. I don't want to just <laughs> use the blanket term of scary people. Sorry about that, guys. <laughs> I know you're real people. <laughs> <laughs> well, the Heaven's Gate um, cult members, they made a living by being computer programmers. Okay. That's right. Okay. So how do we get to the internet? So uh, Nettles dies in 85, as we know, and uh, there's a, a, a time period where membership is low in Heaven's Gate, but then uh, Doe or Applewhite, um, he resurfaces in the early 90s because he starts using the internet as a way of recruiting new members. They, they were, a lot of these new members are, like Amanda said, computer programmers. They, uh, they made a living off of designing websites. And they actually had a company called Hire Source. Um, that was uh, the company that would create 
uh, websites for other companies. And their slogan was, whether using stock or custom photography, cutting-edge computer graphics, or plain HTML text, HireSource can go from cool to corporate like a chameleon. Oh, my God. Yeah, this is reminding <laughs> me of Nexium again. I feel like he had, like, his little business ventures, you know, in the late 80s and early 90s. So, you know, this was a way that the Internet not only helped him recruit people, but it actually helped fund this cult. And this is tied into it as well. The Internet helped with so many of these conspiracy theories. Oh, should we put conspiracy theories? Yes. And I. Yeah, I'm, 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 and I'm wondering if it, we call it conspiracy theories or conspiracy theorists. Mm. Because here's the thing. So the group is together. It's 1995, I believe. And they discover uh, Hale-Bopp Comet, right? Hale-Bopp Comet is coming, and it's going to be a huge astronomical uh, you know, feet of, of the 20th event of the, of the 20th century. Okay. So there's this guy by the name of Art Bell, and he's oh, the yes. host of a paranormal themed radio program called Coast to Coast AM. You know he, this guy, Amanda? Well, yes, of course. So Coast to Coast, I listened to in high school and college. I, oh my you God, guys Amanda. have never listened to it? No. Yeah, and actually, of course, this makes sense. Maria, who's like Yurio's co-founder and producer of Webcrawlers, was a huge Art Bell Coast to Coast fan. It's worth taking a listen to. It's fascinating. So he's, you know, he hosts this program and he's a well-known conspiracy theorist and he is you know, he takes calls. Essentially what he does is he creates a platform for other conspiracy theorists to come on and talk about their theories and whatever. And there's a call from this guy named Chuck Shramick. And Shramick. I, I, I'm probably saying this wrong. But anyway, Chuck. <laughs> he's an amateur photographer and he's an astronomer. And he calls in saying that he has proof that something weird is going on with this Hale-Bopp comet. Because apparently he took a photo of it and something is, is different in the photo he took. He says that, number one, there's been a lack of photos coming from the Hubble Space Telescope of the comet. So the fact that they've cut them off to him proves that there's something uh, sneaky going on with the government that the government doesn't want people to know about. And number two, he says that in the photo that he took... Uh, he saw something that with a Saturn-like ring in the background of the comet, and he's certain, and it wasn't Saturn. He's certain it wasn't a star uh, because he had his star map, and he said that's not a star, and uh, it's something else. Then on the broadcast, they have this expert come on. It sounds a little bit almost like the alarmist. Then they have this <laughs> guest expert come on, who's uh, Dr. Courtney Brown. He confirms on the program that there is something four times the size of Earth that is behind the comet. And then on the program, he says that there's a message that is being sent to someone who is listening but not hearing. It is essential that this person or persons wake up and listen. What happens? Someone is listening 
from Heaven's Gate. And they're like, it's me. I'm the one. Oh, God. This is is the problem when you think anyone is talking to you. Just always assume they're not talking about you. They're not. They're not. No one is thinking about you. No one's thinking about you. No one's talking about you, guys. Listen to me now. And this is all around. If you're in high school, just know. And I'm talking to you right now. (laughs) So... Who is listening to this? This uh, a mem- but a member uh, who goes by the nickname of Tal Odie. His real name is Michael or Carrier. His nickname before is Michael Carrier, and he's a huge fan of Art Bell's show, just like Amanda and Maria. <laughs> and <laughs> Tal runs to Applewhite to tell him what he heard, and that's when Applewhite you know, listens, and then he decides, oh, yeah, this is a sign that uh, that we've been waiting for. We must act now. Right. I can't tell if conspiracy theories should be on the board or if it's, like, the type of, yes, conspiracy theorists, because, like, there's a type of person that hops on this stuff. Can we put seekers on the board? Because I feel like that's something yeah. all of these people maybe in Heaven's Gate yeah. had in common in a yes. lot of cults. And I'll also yes. just say real quick that like I hate cults and every cult I've ever looked into is like terrifying and they should all, you know, the <laughs> to join should go to jail. All, all, yeah, all just pan- in every the, way. All the pamphlets you've uh, got you've gone yeah. through. Yeah, but after looking into Heaven's Gate and watching the docuseries that I think is on HBO, HBO right now. Yeah. It's I have empathy for these people because even the leaders yes, I mean, totally. they they seem just like lost people and um the leaders they didn't hurt anyone outside of the themselves, you know? So I th- I do have some empathy for them. I do too. Yeah. Honestly, if they didn't have the costumes they had on, we might feel differently. Like, if it was a field full of dead people, like happened at that other cult, you know, where everyone drank the Kool-Aid. It's, and they yeah. did become a real big punchline. Like, I think, yes, you know, totally. they did. Yeah. And it's it actually just so, it's, it's really, really sad. sad. It's sad. Watching their, watching their videos online all those years ago, I just, like, went to bed so sad and scared. Just, like, thinking about those sweet people who were just like, yeah, I found something. And now we're going to hear from guest expert Dr. Ben Zeller, associate professor of religion at Lake Forest College and author of Heaven's Gate, America's UFO Religion. He's also featured in the recent HBO documentary series, Heaven's Gate, The Cult of Cults. Let's hear what he has to say about the members of the group. So uh, you have actually devoted a lot of time and research into understanding how and why uh, Heaven's Gate members uh, why, why this cult attracted its members. Can you speak to that a bit? And was there something that they had in common that drew them to Heaven's Gate? They were a diverse group. Um, they, uh, so first of all, many of them joined in the 70s. Uh, so most members joined in the 70s, and then there were a few who joined in the 80s and 90s. But by the time of the suicides, the exits, as they called them in 97, there were people who had been members for 20 years. So maybe they joined when they were young, but they were middle-aged by the time they were um, they committed the exits. Uh, they were all ages. Um, they were both genders. Uh, they were gay. They were straight. They were bi. Uh, they were white. They were black. They were Latinx. Um, they were deeply interested in Christianity, and there were others who were not, who were interested more in the UFO angle. Uh, there were some who were into sort of New Age practices, crystals and meditations and healings, and others who thought that was frou for nonsense. What mm-hmm. united all of them was they were seekers. They didn't feel like they belonged in the spiritual, religious, uh, 
uh, milieu they were brought up in. They thought they belonged somewhere else, and they couldn't find it until they found Heaven's Gate. Many of them had tried other new religions. They had tried different meditative techniques. They had tried drugs. They had tried communes. They had, uh, they had tried all sorts of stuff. And then they found in Heaven's Gate what they were looking for. So they were seekers. That's the one thing that unites them. And they felt like they didn't belong and they felt like they were rejected by the planet and they rejected the planet. Uh, they were people who, who felt as if they just didn't belong. Um, mm. And I think that many of them were, were people who, who, who just didn't fit in. Uh, and... I think to me that's one of the most touching human parts of the story is uh, that they were people who felt alienated and they then alienated themselves. Literally, they saw themselves as alien. Listen to the full interview on Thursday's Aftermath episode. Now back to our conversation. Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. Ready to get 30, 30, ready to get 30, ready to get 20, 20, 20, ready to get 20, 20, ready to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month. So give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. How would you like to look five years younger? In a clinical study, people that had volume added with Juvederm Voluma XC in the cheeks perceived themselves as looking five years younger at six months after treatment. Look younger, feel like you. Add volume for lift and contour in the cheeks with Juvederm Voluma XC. Reverse signs of aging by adding volume to smooth laugh lines with Juvederm Volure XC. For important safety information and to find a licensed specialist, visit Juvederm.com. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. Not for people with severe allergic reactions, allergies to lidocaine, or the proteins used in Juvederm. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. There's a risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. Talk to a licensed specialist to find out if it's right for you. Normally, being a little extra might be a bit much, but not when it comes to healthcare. That's why United Healthcare's Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, supplement your primary plan so you manage out-of-pocket costs. Learn more at uh1.com. Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. Ready to get 30, 30, ready to get 30, ready to get 20, 20, 20, ready to get 20, 20, ready to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month? So Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. Like, well, how do we encapsulate this sort of, I, the draw of this for people? It's something about community. To me, yeah. to me the need for the, community. The pro- yeah, yeah, the promise of community and the de- sort of the destruction. The thing about religion that we, you know, we, we're down on religion because of obvious reasons. You know, they, there's a lot of ways that religion can be sort of used in nefarious or, or, or negative ways. But religion is also what they get right is community. Like if you're a part of a community with a higher purpose, that that is so meaningful to people. And on a deeper level, that's safety too. On like in our caveman brains, that represents safety. Mm. 
Yes. 100%. And I like that you said higher purpose too, because that was really a big draw for these people. So maybe yes. we put like right. need for community and higher purpose as, yes. as something. I love that. Just one more thing I wanted to talk about, which is lack of acceptance of, of gay people in society. Um, because Apple White and other members, this is according to the Rolling Stone article, Apple White and other members went, underwent castration to help ensure they remained celibate. Apple White, who had been fired as a music professor of the University of St. Thomas in 1970 after administrators learned he had sex with a male student, oh, sought fuck. No, cures this is it. for his homosexual <laughs> urges. <laughs> You okay. found it. Ding, 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 so. ding, ding. <laughs> I didn't know this he part. Wanted to find, he wanted to find a way to have, quote, platonic relationships where he oh. could develop his full potential without sexual entanglement. Poor thing. Said one reporter. I would be curious to know how many members of this group were homosexual and were then told that they weren't supposed to be or uh, sexual assault victims because there's a part of this that seems very safe for a sexual assault victim. They're like, okay, this is a safe place to be. These people are castrated. And then it's like, okay, now I don't have to worry about that part of me. You know, we don't know how many of these people of these members were gay uh, or no, had been no. uh, victims of sexual assault. That's a hunch assault. though. That's a big hunch. Yeah. But, but I think, I, yeah. He he was at least at the very least bisexual. Okay, so we have homophobia and sexual repression up on the board, yeah. and that is a big one, I think. I have something I think to put up on the board because uh, toward the end, after Bonnie died, and a lot of people think that Bonnie was actually the one pulling the strings before she died, right. and that Marshall was more of a follower. Um, a lot of the higher up members were actually the ones sort of pushing, like pushing castration, pushing some of the more um, intense measures. So I'd like to put like high up members of the cult. Oh, like peer pressure from the higher ups? I, I don't even think it's peer pressure other than like specifically some of these people who were sort of second in command were pulling the strings and sort of in some pe some people think they were kind of manipulating Applewhite. So we're, oh. we're trying to figure out, our main question is, why did these smart people kill themselves, right? Like, how did we get there? Is that the main question here? Who, who's to blame for the mass suicide? Right. Yeah, yeah, that's the big one. That's right. We're we'll going right. go into the elimination phase here. <laughs> Who is to blame for Evans Gate? Is it Marshall, Herf, Applewhite, Bonnie Nettles, the Bible, astrological charts, Book of Revelations, Chapter 11, Moon Landing, Obsession with Alien Life, Star Trek, Dirty Hippies and Their Hula Hoops, The Internet, Conspiracy Theorists, Art Bell from Coast to Coast, Seekers, Need for Community and Higher Purpose, Homophobia, Sexual Repression, or High Up Cult Members. So... Just off the bat, I think we can take the moon landing. Off. Okay. Yeah, we can sort of, <laughs> we can definitely put that in there with obsession with alien life. Yeah. Right. Mm hmm. Um, and maybe Star and Trek can be incorporated into obsession with alien life. I, I agree. That yeah. Good. I mean, for some reason, they particularly took to Star Trek, but I think in general, they, they loved UFOs. So, um, <laughs> 
<laughs> Along the same lines, with alien life. maybe <laughs> astrological charts could also be wrapped up into that. <laughs> sure. sure. <laughs> Sounds good. Yeah. If it wasn't that, it could have been something else that Bonnie uh, convinced Applewhite. Yeah. Or Marshall. Um, so, um, I, I don't know if conspiracy... Uh, this is tough. I feel like maybe the internet isn't quite to blame just because the internet is now more powerful than ever and we haven't seen a big death cult in a while. <laughs> <laughs> well, but, but I will say that it, it was the uh, form of connection and it was their form of income. Right. So without, if there was no internet, there, who, there probably wouldn't have been a heaven's Or at gate. least a second wave, right. A second wave. Right. But I... I think we can take, uh, I'm wondering if we fold Art Bell into conspiracy theories. Yes. He did give them a platform, though. That's true, but then the internet was also a platform. I feel like Reddit could be the the new Art Bell. (laughs) (laughs) Right. By the way, Coast to Coast is still on. Okay. Art Bell is deceased, but there's a new host. Or is it? Art Bell from Beyond the Grave. In someone in a new container. In an alien container. What is this new container? Do we know the host? (laughs) (laughs) What is this new container? I can look that up. Um, The Bible possibly could be wrapped into Book of Revelations if we were specific. What about taking out the need for a community and higher purpose? I mean, I feel like that is a basic human need that we've all we all have and we've had for a long time probably since the beginning of 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 uh, humankind yeah um so that particular need can be uh sufficed or or or, or quelled mm. in a different way yes it doesn't necessarily have to be that, via that could also be kind of a wrapped up into seekers because yeah we all have a need for community but we're not all sort of out there being like who you know looking for a cult yeah we all become right. seekers at different points in our life so it's tr- right. it's really hard to figure out where that leap is made and how i think we've got to go to the top of the triangle as they say right amanda <laughs> shit trickles shit down trickles down yuck shit trickles down <laughs> shit trickles i don't down. like thinking about <laughs> shit trickling <laughs> Sorry, Kelly, exactly. it does. All right. <laughs> all right, all right. Um, I, look, I'm taking the dirty hippies and their hula hoops off of the list, which kind of enca- encapsulates that 70s culture because, let's be honest, it re-happened. It happened again in the 90s. And, so, and, and just so we don't get any more uh, angry emails, the last time we referenced dirty hippies and their hula hoops, somebody wrote in explaining that hula hoops were invented in, the, <laughs> I think, the 40s or the 50s, <laughs> and that hippies and hula hoops don't always go together. Go together no. so. I don't think they ever go together Um, okay so uh, we still have marshall herf apple apple white bonnie nettles book of revelations chapter 11 obsession with alien life the internet conspiracy theorists homophobia slash sexual repression and higher up cult members this is where it starts getting tough i do think the book of revelations has been used as a tool to make an excuse for a lot of cults. Yeah, and say this is an actual predic- prediction. So I wonder if, like, the writer, who I forget who wrote the book of Revelations. Was it John? I don't know. 
Let's but get the fact checker. I on feel it. like the writer it, it, it made Coons. it too. <laughs> no, the the writing is too vague. Well, in this book of Revelation, what I had heard in a it was must have been an episode of Radio Lab or something. It was like this this part of the Bible, like none of these references are universal. Like they are very specific to the time it was written. Mm. Like these like demons, they're like referring to a specific group of people. Like this king is referred to as like the beast. And like, there's all this stuff about the devil in Revelations. And it's like, not the devil. (laughs) It's about this like king that was horrible or something, you know? Oh, interesting. Yeah. The author names himself as John, but his precise identity is a point of academic debate. Let's let's chalk it up to a group of complete idiots. Not sorry, yeah. sorry. No offense, no offense, sorry. <laughs> I, I feel like the internet was more of the problem here than the conspiracy okay. theorists. But don't you think, like, t- in today's, like, we should just, like, be- have conspiracy theorists up on the board just a little bit longer for just, just to make people oh, yeah. today think about it? Like We should think about that and, and, and how your conspiracy theories so can actually lead to someone doing, uh, uh, doing you know, harm. making a decision to cause harm. Like storming right. the Capitol. So let's take, exactly. Like storming the Capitol. Okay. Let's take off the internet then and leave conspiracy okay. theorists. Okay. Right. Yeah, we'll make you them sweat. Me. And I think that we can take off the Book of Revelations and leave obsession with alien life. No, actually, I, I take that back. Take off the obsession of alien life and leave Book of Revelations. Yeah. Because I think that's at the core. Alien life came later. They just happened to be obsessed with alien Right. Life. It was an incorporation, not the, not the base foundation. Yeah. Now, I'll say at this point, I'd be okay with taking off the higher up cult members because they were, you know, brought into it by Doe and T. Yes. So I think True. ultimately, yeah, that's where we should be. And we weren't attention. there. Wait, can we take homophobia and sexual repression off of the list? I, it doesn't lead to the death. I think you're right. So we still have Marshall, Bonnie, Book of Revelations and conspiracy theorists up on the board. Now we have to decide who is going to get the big slap as well. Now I have, I have a gut feeling. Ooh, I, I, I want to send Doe and T both to the alarmist jail together. That was my th- also. I want to do that too <laughs> because <laughs> because they are the two, and I think they set set up the groundwork. Even though he was the one who kind of completed the task, and we don't know if she would have. St- There's no way to know if she would have stopped it if she was around. Right, right. But although I, I just don't it, feel good. What's interesting about Bonnie is it came out afterward that she was corresponding with her daughter like the whole time she was running the cult. So while everyone else had fully cut themselves off from their families bonnie was writing her daughter's her daughter letters being like go to college like (laughs) you know have a normal she was not not practicing what she preached one foot in one foot out would she have taken the applesauce i don't think bonnie would have honestly i think marshall was a true believer i think bonnie had a little bit more of you know she was getting something out of it like often the leader is that that they they kind of understand that this is all a sham yeah, and, well, and that they're doing this for survival purposes or whatever. Which, like Charlie Manson didn't actually do the murders and all that. Right. Which makes her more guilty in my mind because you're mm. taking advantage of these people. However, True. she wasn't there for the mass suicide. Like yeah. maybe she would have stopped it. We don't know. So I like sending both of them. Okay. So who do you want to give the slap? I, I have mine. You do? My vote. 
Yeah. I'm leaning toward Book of Revelations. Same. Wow. I've had it out for that chapter, I mean, for that book for my whole life. I've always been like, what is this? Stop. (laughs) So I think it's settled. I'm going to call it. All right. Book of Revelations, chapter 11. You're getting the big slap. Marshall, Herf, Applewhite, and Bonnie Nettles. You're going to the alarmist jail. Yep. Uh, Marshall Herf Applewhite, I will say I would have made that name up, and then Chris would have made up Bonnie, Bonnie Nettles. Nettles, especially yeah. the Herf part. Like, Herf? <laughs> yeah. What is Herf? That, uh, that is a Kelly Hudson Kelly name. Hudson. Yes, it's similar to the Tond, my other character. Alarmy, well, do yourself a favor and go Google Tond, T-O-N-D, and you can see Kelly Hudson's brilliant oh, short yes. film Tond. All right. Okay, we did it. We did it, we guys. Did it. We solved it. After the Heaven's Gate mass suicide. According to Rolling Stone, 20 years after the mass suicide made headlines across the world, Heaven's Gate is still one of the most notorious cults of the 20th century, not to mention one of the most recognizable. After the suicides, Nike soon discontinued the style of sneaker that the members had worn due to its macabre associations. Since then, the shoes have become a collector's item. An unworn pair, apparently discovered in a storage unit in Arizona, is up for auction on eBay for the asking price of $6,660, bearing Applewhite's face as part of its advertising. The Heaven's Gate website has remained mainly untouched since 1997. It is believed two of its surviving members still operate the cult's website. If you're compelled, a simple Google search will direct you there. Vote for who you think is to blame by going to thealarmistpodcast.com. Follow us at thealarmistthe on Twitter, at thealarmistpodcast on Instagram, or email us at thealarmistpodcast at gmail.com. Tune in next week. We'll be discussing the 2013 DACA Garment Factory Collapse. Erios. Powered by ACAST.